1: all right, now we have another club update, this time with Steve talking to us about all things Arsenal. He, of course, of Find Pub Sport fame, both the Twitter and the website. Very nice to have you back. The breaking-ish news is that Utzel has and or is about to, depending on when you listen to this, uh, sign a new long-term contract at Arsenal with some pretty wonky spe- uh, speculation around stipulations in that contract, um, but overall looks like he's willing to sign on long-term to the club was it ever a concern that he was leaving or is this just like a nice comfort knowing that he wants to stay there
0: um it was always a concern I don't want to take anything for granted when it comes to um obviously there's two names at Arsenal that stick out like a sore thumb when you look at it in terms of world-class footballers um Ozil is one of them and obviously you have got Alexis Sanchez um who I also understand is being negotiated with at present but um there was always a bit of a question mark and he's going to be he's you know still a relatively young player he's a very ambitious player um and he'll want to win things so he wasn't going to stick around if he didn't believe that this is a club that could win things so if he's going to uh, regardless of you know release clauses um whatever else might be in there depending on on what he's negotiated for himself to give him an, an escape route which i wouldn't sort of blame him if he did um i i it's a it's a step forward to know that it's imminent either way so for me it was never anything to take for granted um but i am very very glad uh, that it's finally happening and hopefully this will be the catalyst that means that you know if he signs then alexis will also go okay well if staying then i'll stay Hmm. that would obviously be of great benefit for you the, the
1: first question that leapt into my mind when I started hearing about the Otso long-term thing, and then you mentioning that uh, Alexis could be next on the signing block. Also, as an aside, I need to move to London. I'm pretty sure I'd get signed by a London club. There are just so many contracts flying around <laughs> at the moment. But, um, with both of them looking to stay on long-term, do you think that that means that Arsenal have dictated to them a possible plan for the next few years with the managerial? And if so, do you think it'll just be Wenger signing on long-term? Do you think a replacement might be eyed up at the moment? What are your thoughts on the long-term future of the managerial
0: position at Arsenal? Um, the short and the long of it is that I am—I have as much information as the wider public um, in general on this, which is that I haven't got a clue. Um, but I'm a big Wenger fan. I've always come on this podcast, anytime I have been on the podcast, and said that anybody who wants him out needs to have a look at themselves. I mean, it hasn't been a perfect run, obviously, but he's still the most successful manager in our history. And if you look at the people who are available at any given time, it's one question that the Wenger out-brigade, if you ask the question, Wenger out, okay, who in? And they go, uh, well... um, and it used to be Jurgen Klopp, too late, gone. Used to be Guardiola, that's not happening. Le- who else is there? And and one person even said Mourinho to me and <laughs> I nearly threw up in my cornflakes. I guess um, Simeone
1: is the last like big name one that could move soon.
0: He is the only person who I can see being a legitimate I mean, Eddie Howe has been mentioned, but he hasn't got the experience base yet. <laughs> Ten years. <from> um, now. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if he, if he would be willing to come in and learn under a coach like Simeone, someone who has proven that he can take a club that isn't thought of as in the top tier and Arsenal, as much as I'm an Arsenal fan and I love the club and I like what they stand for, I know that they're not the top tier. So when they have won championships, it hasn't been because they're Manchester United or Manchester City. Um, and Chelsea obviously bought their way into that sort of area a few years ago as well. Um, but Arsenal have never been amongst those clubs, partly maybe because we've never been quite so successful in Europe for whatever reason. Um, but I can, Simeone, who has had a weird contract wrangle of his own recently, I know, he's made it shorter, which may or may not coincide with the end of Arsene Wenger's contract. Uh, he's the only person who I can see as a possibility, and I think he would be good. However, in terms of his character compared to Arsene Wenger, I don't know how, how much of a bit of a shock to the system it would be to the Arsenal fans to go from Arsene Wenger, who is a bit of a gentleman, um, even in the face of some of the abuse he gets, to Simeone, who is a bit of a bit more of a whirlwind. A bit of a um, bad boy, if you will. Yeah, he's... That's, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I am also an Atletico Madrid fan, so in a way, I... You know, I kind of want him to stay there because I like the idea of having um, having at least a, a, another rival to Barcelona and Madrid over there. Um, but if anybody's going to come to Arsenal, I think Simeone would have to be you. Um, if Arsenal have said to Urzil and Sanchez that this is the plan, um, I imagine that the only way they would be staying on is if it's a long-term Wenger because... I know that he is a big reason for both of them signing that was well covered at the time that he went and individually spoke to them um, and t- laid out his plans and told them his what he wanted, how he wanted them to fit into the team and he made it personal in a way that other suitors didn't. Um, so I know that they bought into Arsene Wenger so it would stand to reason that they're buying into him again. Um The only other explanation for it is that they have genuinely lined up a name to replace him. And they have said to these guys, you are going to sign a non-disclosure agreement, but we will tell you who it is. And it's a name that is going to give them enough confidence that Arsenal are going to be successful in the near future. Because I don't think they would sign on if they thought Eddie Howe was going to take over next year. And that's not any disrespect to Eddie Howe. What he's done with Bournemouth has been fantastic. But we've seen what happens when uh, a manager comes from a lower profile club such as an Everton, David Moyes to Manchester United uh, and then just falls on their face. So I would rather have someone who has experience at that top level like a Simeone. um, And I think that that's the kind of thing I mean, maybe I'm putting way too much common sense into the heads of (laughs) of professional footballers because... Uh, As we've seen elsewhere, people involved in professional football um, don't have that much common sense um, at the moment. Uh, So yeah, um, I think that um, common sense would say that if it's not Wenger staying on longer, that it's another name um, that gives the guys and gives Ozil confidence that he's going to win things with Arsenal going forward. Yeah, definitely
1: will be very interesting to see how that all goes. Uh, you mentioned him a couple times as of I. Alexis Sanchez is terrific. You and I have spoken in the past about how, weirdly, he's great on his own. Giroud's great on his own. But when they play together, there seems to be an issue. The solution recently has been just play Alexis up top. Uh, is that probably going to be how you roll out the majority of matches this season?
0: I can see that happening. Um, because, obviously, previously, Alexis was deployed sort of as the left-sided This season, he started through the centre and he started to pick up confidence and pick up goals. Um, And not least of which, Theo Walcott, after what was a pretty dreadful season last year, he started this season with three goals in six games Um, and he started to tackle back, which is unheard of. Um, So I think he's added something to his game. He's come out actually recently, uh, might have been today or yesterday. I read an article where he said he had a, a real heart-to-heart with Arsene Wenger. And Wenger basically said, the reason why I didn't pick you last year is because you don't come back. You need to get fitter and be able to to chase back. And he has been a lot better at that. And there have been two or three occasions um, when Walcott has been the person uh, laying in a sliding challenge on the halfway line to stop a, a counter attack down the left-hand side, that sort of thing. Um, he's just offering more protection down the right, so I think he actually might have a good chance of coming into form a bit this season if he can stay fit. If he can stay fit, which is also, uh, you know, common refrain of Arsenal fans. Um, and on the other side, Alex Awobi has looked fantastic. Um, so with those two playing, I think it's one of those things. If you if you were putting together a fantasy league team, you would look at the different aspects that Arsene Wenger has to play with and you would say, okay, which three of these players will get me the most points? Ozil is staying in the number 10 role. That's that's not up for debate. Ozil is one of the best number 10s, if not the best number 10 in the league. Hmm. Um, So when it comes to those, you know, left forward, right forward and forward through the middle, you basically have to pick your best three players or the three players who you feel combine best. And last season, he obviously thought it was... Alexis on the left, Giroud in the middle, and then another, whether it was Oxlade-Chamberlain sometimes, sometimes it was Walcott, sometimes it was Ramsey um, last year. Various people were were deployed on the right-hand side, whereas this year he seems to have stumbled on the fact that Iwobi and Alexis Sanchez seem to get on. um, They seem to have an understanding. Walcott's got better. And so that combination is just a more effective one at the moment um, than... Alexis and Giroud like you said they've they've struggled there for a little while there was a there was a statistic that they played however many games together and neither of them had scored in them um that did start to improve towards the end of last season where one or two of them got a couple of goals and then in um one of the games this season when they were both on the pitch Alexis scored as well so it's not like they've got that same hoodoo anymore but i just think at the moment the way Wobi is coming through Um, He's playing with real confidence. Walcott's improved his game this year after that chat with the manager. And then you're looking at uh, where do you put Alexis? And the only place left is through the middle. Um, You can't leave Alexis out. And at the moment, I don't think you can leave one of the other two out, really, from a first team uh, important match. So that's what we saw against Chelsea. And I can imagine that's what we'll see for the foreseeable future. But the good thing about it is if... One of those top three starts suffering in terms of confidence, um, or in terms of injuries, or in terms of fitness. Then, at the moment, we've got Giroud, who is a first-team quality player as backup, which we didn't have last year. We've got Lucas, who is a, who is new and able to play across all three of those, um, all three of those positions, and already got a couple of goals in Arsenal colours. Um, so actually, we've got more depth than we had previously, and that's without mentioning really Oxley Chamberlain. Um, uh, and it remains to be seen how he's going to be used throughout the course of this season as well.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Walcott's improvements and how impressed you've been with Iwobi earlier, which is a perfect segue, because I wanted to ask you about Owobi. He is another in a long line of talented, yet, I don't want to say underperforming, but not potentially living up to their ability level you, we've had this with Joel Campbell and we had it with Oxley chamberlain and we had it with Walcott where at a very young age we were all on board and then maybe didn't reach the heights that they could have. In that spectrum, where do you see Awobi? Is, is this another one that's going to get a lot of hype and then maybe dwindle or does he really have the, the potential to really grow here?
0: I think he has real potential um, to be a first-team player at Arsenal for a long time. Because not only has he got the pace, he seems to have a little bit of... Well, A, he tracks back more naturally than uh, the Ox or Wil- Um And he's just and he got a better eye than another player that um, you didn't mention. Them Serge Gnabry, he's another one who been oh, yeah. through. Um, and now he's he's That came and top. went real fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had a spell of about five or six games where he looked like a world beater. Then he had an injury for 18 months and then he left. Um, so, I mean, he was another one. I think Iwobi has real potential. Um, he is a name that, as an Arsenal fan, I've not just been hearing about for the last two years. Um, I've been hearing about him for about four or five years coming through the Arsenal ranks. Um, he is coming up with a lot of expectation, but he's also coming up through the club. And I don't know whether that is something. there's something to be said for that, because... As much as Theo Walcott and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain were Arsenal players at a young age, they didn't come up through the club. They were both bought in from Southampton, having already developed there. Um, both very good players. I want to see both of them succeed, because obviously if they both succeed, then that adds to our squad there. Um But they came in with a price tag and a label, whereas Iwobi just sort of was thrown in Surprise, surprise, because of injury last year um, and actually has shown that he has the ability to hold his own in that position. He was keep, he was keeping Theo Walker out of the team last year um, by playing on the right with Alexis on the left and Giroud through the middle. And he's shown that he can play at that level until and until he doesn't show that he's keeping up with the rest of it. And OK, first full season, I imagine he'll need to be rotated at some point because he's still young. But he'll have a lot of energy he's got a lot of enthusiasm he's an arsenal boy um so and he seems to have a good head on his shoulders if you ever hear him interviewed so he has got he's got real potential um i don't want to make you know make any assumptions that he's going to be there for ten years, but he could be one of our stalwart players um in a few years' time and a real regular.
1: All right, and with all of that kind of amalgamated together here, uh, and with 2 months of being able to see Arsenal, you've seen him in the Premier League, you've seen him in the Champions League, probably the EFL Cup as well. What what do you think the expectations are for this season? Is it trying to reach a, a, the title? Is it a prolonged title chase throughout the season? Where do you think you'll end up?
0: Um that's of all of the seasons in recent memory, that is the toughest That question is toughest this season. Mm. If you'd have asked me that last season with the arrival of Petacek and we had Erzo and we had um, uh, Sanchez already on the books, and loads of people were saying, you know, Petacek's going to be worth 12, 15 points, which I believe he actually genuinely was by the end of last season. He kept us in games a couple of times that we came back and got points from and and, all kept us in the lead. uh, more than once, so I, th- I think he was worth those. Uh, was worth those, um, twelve, fifteen points. People last year were saying it is, it could be Arsenal's year, and especially once. I mean, what 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 you've got to remember? Again, it was amazing last year what Leicester did. It was incredible, and nobody could have predicted that, and they just they just turned into this momentum-driven machine that got over the line at the end of the season. And they didn't just limp over the line, they they demolished the line and continued beyond it. Hmm. But then if you look at the end of the day, Arsenal last year finished above Manchester City, above Chelsea, above Tottenham, above Manchester United, above everybody else. And in an ordinary season, when you finish above all of those teams, you win the league but last year Leicester did it so I think taking into account that last year technically we were the second best team in the country by the end of the season Um, by hook or by crook and by luck maybe but we were second best to a team that aren't going to be close this year I think it's fair to say Um, on that basis you could say well Arsenal have got to be amongst the favourites. However, the spotlight isn't on Arsenal this year because you've got Mourinho at Manchester United, um, who started well before faltering a bit. You had Conte at Chelsea, who started well before faltering a bit. And now you've got Guardiola at Manchester City, who has just started well. And there there seems no sign of faltering. So Man City have got to be the runaway runaway favourites at this stage for the league. so at the moment, in terms of my personal expectation, if we can stay within a couple of wins of City it, deep into the season so that if they have a wobble, if and when they have a wobble, um, we're there or thereabouts, that would be um, that would be an achievement. I genuinely think that. And the way that this City team has started, if Arsenal can come second to them, I would count that as a, as a successful season. Obviously, it's not winning the league, but this city underneath Guardiola um, looked like a real threat. Um, we'll wait and see what they do at the moment. With uh, They've got De Bruyne out or De Bruyne out um, and com- company as well, but I mean, they've played most of the season that company anyway. Um, so I think second in the league... Um, would be an achievement if City go on to win it. Um, but, I mean, they could finish anywhere down to fifth or sixth, depending on how well Liverpool keep playing, whether United and Chelsea get over there. hump. Tottenham are playing well as well again. Um, so, yeah, I think that top six this year, it's going to look a lot more like the traditional top six. I don't think there's going to be a Leicester in it this year. But, um but it could be any, depending on when each any of these teams go on a run or form or have a wobble, um, it could sort of finish in any order based on what we've seen so far. Because if you'd have asked me a week ago, then I'd have said, "Well, we'll come fourth behind Chelsea, Manchester United, and Manchester City, and be fighting Tottenham for fourth again, like the, like the good old days." Um, but um, but since then, Chelsea have been shown to have defensive frailties. United have gone gone and had a bit of a blip um liverpool are beatable but they're a very good side but they're beatable Um, this this is the closest
1: they've been to that what was it 2013 when they finished second because they are so prolific at scoring and still so awful in defense
0: yeah true um so honestly it could be anywhere in that top six
1: yeah. Um, and I, I would I would venture to say the top six is really easy because it's the European spots. But uh, Everton, even though they just had a really disappointing loss to Bournemouth, have been genuinely impressive for me. Yeah, Coleman sorted that defense out faster than even I imagined. And I knew he would sort it out. I mean, it, it, he's, he did so well at Southampton in that regard. And he had the talent up front. And this is exactly what Everton needed because... Martinez was always only going to focus on the attack. We saw it at all of his previous clubs that he got relegated. Um, yeah, And then, so bringing in a defensive coach and then just telling the folks up front, you know, this is kind of pretty poor journalism on my part. But my theory being, I'll work on the defense. Look at all this talent we have. They'll be fine. Do that thing. Yeah, let right. them do that. thing. It seems to be going quite well as well. I don't know why I hijacked this talk about Everton, but I have been impressed. <laughs>
0: Well, having said that, you know what? Having said what I said earlier about managers, if next Ooh. season, Benger leaves and Koeman, and Kuman came in, I would not be disappointed. It, it, I would be very intrigued to yeah. see what happened there because see what he did with Southampton um, with limited funds and now see what he's doing at Everton. Like you say, he's, he's letting the talented attackers be talented attackers but he's sorting out the defence um and that has long time that has for a long time been a rod with which Arsene Wenger uh, haters have hit him with that he's never built a great defence i mean I, I think that's bull to be perfectly honest because Koscielny is one of the best defenders in the league um bellerin is definitely one of the best right backs monrao is very reliable it's just been a case of trying to find someone who can sit alongside him and it looks on early evidence, like Mustafi, is actually going to be a very, very good buy for Arsenal. Mm. Um, so maybe, just maybe, this might be this might be the season. But yeah, I mean, in terms of what to expect, if 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 this defence stays fit all season um, and they keep gelling and keep gelling, and we keep getting results like we did against Chelsea, um, if if we're within. Five, six, seven points of Man City and they go on a week or two where they'll have a couple of injuries and Arsenal don't. I know that's the realms of miracles, but um, then who knows? Who knows? Anywhere in that top <laughs> six, though. Um, other than that, domestic cups, bit of a lottery. You're always in with it depending on the form of the day. Champions League, I can't see it. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I would love to be able to say I could. And if it happens like it did uh, that season when we were playing... Mathieu Flamini at left back and Philippe Senderos in the central (laughs) defence and which somehow managed to hold the record for the number of clean sheets in a row in the Champions League. Um, If that happens, like it did back in 2006, 10 years ago now that was, um, then fantastic. But I can't see it. So I am cautiously optimistic about placing high in the league this year, but I don't necessarily expect any silverware. And if we get one of the cups, it'll be a bonus. So realistic, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Also,
1: uh, I told you I wasn't going to surprise you with any questions, but uh, okay. here, we, here we go. Um, I didn't realize uh, that you were playing tonight as we record against FC Basel in the Champions League. So forgoing any random final thoughts, what do you think uh, we'll see
0: out of this match? Um, well, hopefully a win. We did well. Technically, on paper, our hardest game was away against Paris Saint-Germain, which we drew. Um, I expected the worst after 42 seconds when we went 1-0 down. But but you um,
1: underestimated just how much Cavani could miss the goal.
0: I, I did <laughs> underestimate that. Um, and I also underestimated um, how much we'd come back into it in the second half because we were woeful in the first half. Um, but this should be... A banker, in theory. I mean Ospina will play in goal. He's a very good goalkeeper. He showed that last time in spite of what his um detractors might say. I and mean, okay, he made a couple of big mistakes last year in the Champions League, but this is his tournament um this year. He's been it's been expressly said that to him and Petacek, that Ospina will be first choice in the Champions League. Um other than that, I expect uh, um the the tide pretty much what we saw against Chelsea, with the exception of Coquelin, who's out through injury. Um, But that's the other thing: Coquelin's out through injury, and uh, about well, going into the second half of the season last year, Coquelin had become one of our most important players. Uh, We lost Coquelin through injury, and it was panic stations because he'd emerged as this incredible um, midfielder. Now to replace him in the defensive uh, slash box to box midfielder role we've got Elneny who looks good and we've got Shaka who looks very good um, so suddenly our, our depth is there in a way that it wasn't I think this. I think um, it should be that that squad has enough to beat Basel at home um, to stay top of the group because um, at the moment we're top of the group because our name starts with an A So, um, yeah, so hopefully we'll stay top of the group tonight. Good enough. All right.
1: uh, Well, that will do it for us now. Uh, Tell the folks where they can reach you.
0: Uh, Yeah, of course, you mentioned earlier Find Pub Sport. It's a website on which you can find uh, local venues that show sport live on TV. So you can go along and enjoy a pint with it um, and enjoy the atmosphere of, of watching it, not just in your own home. Um, you can find that at findpubsport.com. Put in your postcode and find nearby pubs. Alternatively, you can get on Facebook, uh, search for Find or on Twitter at Find um, And if you agree or disagree with anything I've said, then please feel free to shout at me on there because I'm happy to, uh, to have a dialogue <laughs> as long as it's relatively respectful. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, for you listeners at home, you may hear more from Steve very soon, indeed. But thanks so much <laughs> for taking the time, and we will, in fact, speak soon. Yes,
0: God.